0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie, bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie, bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie, bumper tonight.
1: Good evening, whoever you are, wherever you
0: are, whatever you are.
1: It's Monday night. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack: bland brand no name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on d Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I hope you had a lovely weekend because I certainly did. Yes, it's Monday night. Apologies for Friday night. I know. I owe you one. Put one in the bank for me. Put one in the books. I owe you a show. So, tonight's going to be one of those shows where... Uh, as so so often happens on this show. I have so much stuff now left over from Friday. We're going to have to get to some of the Friday stuff, but then new stuff keeps happening. New stuff keeps taking place. And I don't know what the hell I'm going to do about it. With with all this new stuff that keeps happening, I'm going to have to pile the new stuff on top of the old stuff, and now we've just got a whole bunch of fucking stuff. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hope you had a lovely weekend. Hope you had a lovely day. Because I certainly did. (laughs) Kitty Beaner chat. What what the hell was that? That was an adaptation of my world-famous Chewbacca impression. Just modified slightly for the purposes of extending the intro.
0: There
1: you go. There's my Chewbacca. (laughs) What the hell are we doing here? Uh, So much to get through. So little time. Thank you for joining us. Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Um... We are going to touch on some... You know, 2020... I'm having so much fun in 2020. Not that long ago. Winning TV. Are you copying JJ's video camera filters? Yes, of course. (laughs) I mean, look at me. I look so good. I'm not wearing blackface, though. We We don't endorse that. We certainly don't endorse the wearing of blackface like JJ does. And we certainly don't wear blackface like JJ did, and he's going to continue wearing it all week, I've been reliably informed. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Mm. I should alert the good folks at the Partner Program (laughs) and say, hey, check out this guy. He's got so much talent. (laughs) Look what he can get away with. He does it so funny and whimsically. No, of course not. We won't be doing that. Um, (laughs) JJ Stoner, ladies and gentlemen, follow the great JJ Stoner livetv JJ Stoner. Um, I was just watching, uh, I have ROTC on in the background while I'm prepping my show and um, like I stepped out of the room just before I went live and I came back and it said uh, video unavailable and I'm like what the hell is going on here? So I refreshed the screen. This video has been taken down for, co- uh, for violating our terms of service. Ah oh, gee, YouTube. So we were discussing just before the show in the chat um, what could it possibly possibly be? It's got to be the trailer that they played. So they played the movie trailer for the new Batman movie. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going mad here. How can it possibly be that a trailer is in violation of copyright? The whole point of a fucking trailer is to share it. <laughs> the whole point of a trailer is to say, hey, look at this movie. Look at the little snippets of this movie that I have clipped together and squished together and presented to you in you know in a 2 minute little block i want you to watch this i want you to share it i want you to sh- share the links around we're trying to generate interest here i i just, <laughs> i mean if people are getting copyright struck for sharing movie trailers then what the fuck is the point of having a trailer in the first place <laughs> nobody's getting paid for the trailer isn't the whole point of a trailer that you want as many people to see it as fucking possible? Isn't that why they they squeeze and they crush a dozen trailers in before every single movie now? What am I missing here? Punishment for the cart thing. We're going to get to the cart thing. So on the agenda today, we've got the cart thing. We're going to cover some riots. Um, I've also got some fun, some fun new developments. Some fun new debates having in the world of personal protective clothing. And a couple of other things that I've left off from last week. So, without much further ado, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie. Just want to have a just want to let you know a quick reminder: the Daily Boogie flag contest is still running. Uh, tell you what, we'll run it this week and next week as well because I didn't do a show on Friday. And then at the end of next week, we'll we'll see where we're at with the flag design. So, if you want to get a flag design in, uh, the winner of the flag design contest will win a free flag. So you can fly the boogie stand flag with pride, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to create our own pride month here on the Daily Boogie podcast. There's your link. So design your flag, get it in there. There's only two rules. It must look like a real national flag. And black has to be the dominant color. Those are the only things we're asking for. And if you get your entry in. And the, and the good people, the good citizens of Boogie select it to be our national flag for the kingdom of Boogie This is a monarchy. I am His Royal Highness King Boogie of Boogie If the good people of Boogie select your flag to be the flag, then you will win a free flag. And that's about the only free thing that you get in Boogie What am I looking for exactly? Well, just that. Um, It has to look. I want people to look at the, the flag and, and ask... What country is that? So I want it to look like a real flag. And black has to be the dominant colour. That's it. Um, So Dr. Sexy submitted this. My pot of chilli. Again, it's not really in the spirit of the competition. (laughs) Loose for Sam's entry here. (laughs) Again, the porno actress with the bottle of grog sticking out of her mouth, replacing what one can only suspect to be a carrot or cucumber of some sort. Uh, this, I think, is probably the front runner from General Eaton. And so you've, he's got a little story to go along with the flag. He tells you what each part of the flag means. He's even given us an, a little example of what the flag looks like flying there over Boogie Stand. So, tremendous effort. Uh, UK Neil with a couple of entries there. I don't mind that one with the Nordic Cross. Uh, Tom Chatelet and Amberlina. So, there you go. The Boogie Stand Flag Contest, ladies and gentlemen. Create a flag, win a free one for the great kingdom of Boogie, to the glory of Boogie Stan, our micro nation here. Um, before we get to our main stuff tonight, I just want to touch on this little, this little story here. I forget who sent me this. I think this was from Amberlina. This is great because so many people now are have their children at home. They're learning via correspondence. They're doing Zoom classes at home. And I, for one, am very happy that the government, the public service, the teachers' union now gets uh, now gets full access to your home life. I'm very pleased about this. Uh, somebody gave me a diamond. For some reason, my alert didn't pop up. So sorry about that. Uh, Minister of Fun, me with a diamond. I've invoked the spirit of Betsy Ross for this shit. Well, congratulations. That's exactly what we're looking for. Thank you so much. See, now I'm going to have to get my pop-up out here. Get rid of you. There we go. There we go. Um, if you weren't paying attention last week or over the weekend, I completely refitted the studio out. So I hope everything's working. I've got the screens in a different different position for the screens, different mic, everything. I had to drag everything out of the studio, uh, disconnect everything. My back was killing me because I was laying under the desk for about 10 hours unhooking fucking cables. A jungle of cables in this fucking place. And we've got it all back in now. It's all nice and streamlined and I hope everything is working accordingly. But if something does go wrong, bear with me. Be nice, be gentle. I don't know if I I don't know if I can handle the criticism. Oh my goodness. I'm a very sensitive boy. Thank you for joining us. So I'm, I'm very happy that teachers now have front row access into your child's bedrooms. Uh, this can only end in good things. Teacher spying on student during virtual class sends cops to search 11-year-olds home after spotting a BB gun. <laughs> We've
0: got we, we to protect the children.
1: we got to protect the kids. A Baltimore County uh, fifth grader got a visit from police after his teacher called to report that she had seen a BB gun on the wall during the student uh, behind the student during a class video call. Man, when I saw this, I just thought, Jesus Christ, my teachers are so lucky that I'm not learning in front of a fucking video camera right now. <laughs> this is prime time for pranksters. I was born in the wrong era. Imagine the shit that you could fuck with your teachers about. The police would be showing up every week at my house. Is that that a vibrator behind you? Yes, it is. Don't worry. It belongs to my new daddy. And he only uses it on me on weekends. Sir. Little Boogie, is that a swastika flag behind you? Of course it is. What do you think we're doing here? Where do you think I live? I tried to told you that I had a complicated upbringing. You didn't care. You didn't want to listen. Sorry, Teach. The boy's mother, Courtney Lancaster Sperry, a Navy veteran, is warning other parents about a lack of privacy during virtual classes after her son was targeted by a teacher who saw what she thought was a scary-looking gun hanging on the wall of the boy's bedroom. While my son was on a Zoom call, a concerned parent and subsequently two teachers saw uh, his properly stowed and mounted Red Rider BB gun and the other BB gun in the background. He was not holding them and never intentionally showed them on video. In fact, he was oblivious that they could even be seen in the background. After the teacher reported the gun, the principal, Jason Feeler, oh, that's an unfortunate name for a principal, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Feeler. Little Timmy, I want you to go to Mr. Feeler's office immediately. Do I have to? Yes. Mr. Feeler is keeping you after class. Oh, goody. Shall I book a, an appointment with the school counsellor now or wait till afterwards? Winning TV with a diamond. Yay, now we have eyes directly in our homes. Exactly. Isn't it so much more convenient? I think this is a tremendous idea. I think this is a wonderful development. (laughs) I mean, I want teachers and public servants and government employees peering into my children's home, don't you? Peering into their bedroom. This isn't an invasion of privacy at all. This is the new normal. After the teacher reported the gun, the principal, Jason Feeler, decided to call the police to report the guns and ask that the home be searched, ladies and gentlemen. The principal is now barking orders at the police. (laughs) (laughs) I demand that you search this boy's home. Yes, sir. You know, he's not your principal anymore. You realise that, right? (laughs) Foggy in the chat. Hi, I'm Mr. Feeler and I just love kids. The principal and the teacher cited a rule stating that students may not bring guns to school. (laughs) Um, um. (laughs) We have a rule that says uh, students aren't allowed to bring guns to school. I'm not sure how the rule about students not being allowed to bring guns to school, which makes sense to me. I mean, come on, you know. You know, I'm all for uh, firearm freedom, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be upset if my school said, by the way, we don't want your child to bring a handgun to class. I'd be like, "Yeah, OK, that's fair enough, <laughs> I guess. But, but why are we enforcing the you can't bring guns to school rule when kids can't even go to kids can't bring lunch to school now? They can't even bring themselves to school let alone a handgun. The fuck is wrong with these people? (laughs) Sperry said, He did not bring anything to this meeting and he is in his own home. They were simply in the background of our home, safely stowed in a room behind a closed door with no ammunition. Too bad. Call the fucking police. Gee, I hope they kicked his bedroom door down. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine, imagine being halfway through, you know, a private explore, exploration session. Every young boy's, you know, nightmare growing up is that they would be caught, you know, uh, learning about their own bodies. As a young boy growing up, this poor kid now has to worry about the fucking SWAT team kicking his door down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thank you for keeping me safe, teacher. I appreciate it. I don't think it's an invasion of privacy at all. Thank you for storming into my home and investigating. Got to keep the children safe. Got to keep the children safe from the dangerous-looking guns hanging on walls in people's private uh, residences. It's fantastic, isn't it? 2020, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> so, so like I said, I've I've actually started to love 2020. I don't know about you. You know, I've long given up on any kind of hope that this will end well for us. Put it that way. Right now, I'm in the frame of mind. It's all going to end in a burning heap anyway. We may as well enjoy the ride. Enjoy the scent, the descent down into hell. So, it's, it's kind of like it's the apocalypse version of taking a, a moment, uh, taking a time out to smell the roses, right? you may as well laugh at the shit that's going on because getting angry about it isn't going to make it any easier. It's not going to stop anything from happening. So enjoy yourself while you can. And to that effect, I love 2020. 2020 is completely off its fucking tits. 2020 is insane. I want to present to you, ladies and gentlemen, more reasons to enjoy 2020 right here. Check this out. You're absolutely going to love this. Personal protective equipment. (laughs) If you're somebody that gets really upset with having to wear a face mask, fear not. We have plans for you. It's going to get so much better for you than face masks. Have a look at this. (laughs) Yes. Easy to put on. Ladies and gentlemen. The latest and greatest in personal face shield technology. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. We have a little girl here, couldn't be more than six or seven years old. She has a face mask which is attached to her chest and going up the face. You know, normally they attach themselves to the forehead and then come down. Well, this one's going from the chest up. It's strapped around her little chest. She can still get her school bag on though which is fantastically convenient because she's not going to school. So that's very important. Maybe if we can get all the little kids walking around in these clear welder's masks, then we can get them out of the home, which is really the most important thing. <laughs> the Hidden Hand podcast, the human fish tank. <laughs> Doesn't she look great? Preferred protective equipment. I have to, I have to look this up. Let's see if we can find this company, shall we? I'm sure they've got more material because this looks like a professional paid for commercial here. Oh yes, oh yes. Yes, here we go. Oh, here we go. Yes, they've got stuff. We've got a little demonstration here, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) <laughs> Let me throw this up on the screen for you. I pre- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the future of personal protective wear. It's called Preferred Protective Equipment. Let's have a look at this.
2: Hi, I'm Veronica. and today
1: I'm Hi, going Veronica. To total comfort- Hi, Veronica. Veronica, are you going to keep me safe from coronavirus? Face shield. So this is the
2: first part of the kit. It's... <laughs> Look at this
1: fucking thing. It's bigger than her. (laughs) I tell you, man, it's going to be really tough for me. Like I don't know about you, but when everybody's walking around with these plastic shields over their face that takes up half their body... I, I don't know how long I'm I'm going to be able to resist going out in public with a paintball gun. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to stop myself. I'm just, I, I mean it. <laughs> a man was arrested. They'll call that. That will be the mass shootings of the future. Going into a crowded area where everybody's wearing these ridiculous fucking shields and just shooting them with paintball guns. I won't be able to help myself. I'm sorry. It's, I, it's, it's an urge. I must do this. I'm compelled to do it. Tell me, tell me more about how you're keeping me safe, Veronica. <laughs> Minister of Fun, give me the diamond. Calgon, take me away. Yes, come and collect me. I don't belong on this planet.
2: The vest it comes like this. <clears throat> you just remove the tethers. Just remove the tethers. I to loosen
1: it all the way. Up. Okay. Way
2: up so that it's easy to fit your head
1: in. Yeah, it's got to be easy to fit your head in. That's the main. thing. Put your
2: arm through here. Goes on over
1: your head. Yep, looks very easy just to put really on, nice. doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it looks very easy to do. There's just half a dozen straps that's got to go over your head. You've got to strap it around here, undo the tether, put it over your shoulders, strap up the strap up the film, make sure that the mask part, the plastic, is going over your face. It's very simple.
2: Strap right around. Yep. Put it through. Yep. I like to make it as tight as possible so that of it Of course,
1: got to be tight, baby. It doesn't
2: move around too much. And the final step is you just take the shield. Very easy. You just touch. <laughs> Look at this fucking thing.
3: <laughs>
1: Winning TV with a diamond riot gear for everyday suburbanites. Yes, very good idea. Watch the tear gas canisters just bounce right off the protective shield.
2: Bring these two tethers up. Yep. Attach them on the
1: side. Look how easy this is, huh?
2: This allows it to be
1: stable. Don't worry. It's like tying your shoelaces. Eventually, you'll just get the hang of it.
2: And that's it.
1: That's it. That's how simple it was. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I love 2020. I'm having so much damn fun here. So this brings us to the obvious question. Which is better for you, the face shield or the face mask? Because we're no longer going to have a debate. You know, people have decided, ladies and gentlemen, the corporate press have decided, everybody has decided, everybody is in complete agreement, as am I, that we're not going to have any kind of debate now about whether or not you should wear a face mask. In fact, if you refuse to wear a face mask, you should probably be locked in some kind of re-education camp some kind of internment facility because you're putting, you're putting people's lives at risk and take that BB gun off the wall while you're at it so we don't tolerate you you anti-mask scum, so now the real debate, the actual debate is going to be between the face mask versus the face shield (laughs) and I, I for one can't wait to see face shields walking around everywhere I want to see people getting the shit kicked out of them on planes and in cafes for not wearing this ridiculous fucking shield here on the left-hand side. So let's have a look at the real debate, ladies and gentlemen.
4: It's a face-off as COVID-19 cases spike growing calls to keep your face covered.
1: Yeah. Face coverings are game changers. It's going to be game required. Changer. In fact, it's a game changer. It's going to be required.
4: At least 24 states and countless cities and counties have orders in place requiring people to wear face coverings in public. But what's right for you? A mask or a face shield?
5: I would wear a face shield as the preferred face covering in public over a homemade mask, over a surgical mask.
4: Dr. Amish Adalja is an infectious disease doctor at Johns Hopkins
1: University. Okay, well, he's an expert. We best listen to the experts now. He said he would wear a face mask. He would wear a shield. The shield is preferred. It's much safer.
4: Help people understand why is a face shield effective?
5: Not only does it cover your mouth and your nose, it also covers your eyes. And we know that the eyes are an important route of infection. We know that people who
1: wear masks... (laughs) I mean... If you had have gone, if you could go back to like the start of February when all of the news about coronavirus was starting to kick off and stuff. And if you had have said to people, you watch in six short months, people will be turning themselves into human buffet fucking tables, right? They will be turning themselves into human walking buffets with sneeze guards over their face. You would have been looked at like you were a crazy person. But this is how quickly things can progress. This is how quickly we can find ourselves at the arse end of sanity. Six short months. Everybody's want... They want us to walk around looking like this now. Face... Face masks don't go far enough. It's not safe enough. We need you to wear clear Perspex plastic around your skull 24 hours a day. In fact, let's just lock you in a bubble. In fact, let's just kill you now. <laughs> let's just kill you off so you can't get the virus.
5: They're ...touching their face constantly to adjust them. When you wear a face shield, that really is not an issue. These face shields
1: are... <laughs> Have a look at her. <laughs> it's even got face shield written on it, just so you don't get it confused <laughs> with with another piece of attire. <laughs> Again... I want this, I want this to come out I want people to be wearing these I've noticed in my city There was like barely anyone wearing masks And now it's probably like 50-50 People wearing masks versus people who don't And it's not law here, it's not mandated here It's just one of those things We highly recommend that you wear a mask We really, really want you to wear a mask But it's not law here yet So, I don't think the masks go far enough. Pardon me. I want to see these. And like I said, I'm not going to be able to resist. I'm not going to be able to help myself. I'm going to have to go out with a paintball gun. I mean, it doesn't count. Does it count as assault? Here's Here's a legitimate question for you, for the legal experts out there. Does it count as assault if I shoot a paintball gun at somebody's face shield? Technically, I'm not touching them. I'm not hurting them, am I? <laughs> I maybe it will be vandalism. Because I maybe it, I'll get arrested for graffiti. But it can't be assault if I don't hit their person. I'm hitting their protective barrier instead. It's like painting somebody's fence, right? Surely it can't be the same thing.
4: Definitely a different look and feel than the mask. For starters...
1: Verse, thank you for the diamond.
4: It's a lot easier to talk and to breathe while wearing them, and I don't have to. Adjust.
1: It's much easier to talk and breathe, but I look like a buffet.
4: Just it once I put it on. Plus, I can actually even drink.
1: Well, that's the main thing. Just
4: it once I put it on. Plus, I can actually even drink.
1: And she has to demonstrate. Look, the straw goes right underneath the face shield. A Genuine question. If the straw can get underneath the face shield, how is it possible that the germs cannot? Can somebody explain that to me, please? I mean, it seems like there's a lot of air underneath the face shield. Enough air to be able to fit a drink in that space, right? Look, I can fit this entire drink right underneath my face shield, but I'm protected from microscopic particles of air. They just hit the plastic and bounce right off. But I can still enjoy a cocktail. (laughs) I can still enjoy my vodka and lemonade. Thank you very much. Thank you for keeping it safe. <laughs> While wearing it, and above. <laughs> Kitty, be in the chat. This is a great way to make money. Corporations can rent space on your mask. We'll have people looking like walking NASCAR billboards. Won't that be fantastic?
4: This, the facial recognition on my phone
1: works. But I <laughs> okay, that's enough.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't you see? Don't you see how good this is? And suddenly it all becomes clear. Uh, sir? Sir? Great. Great news, sir. People have taken up the face mask law with almost complete conformity. Congratulations, there's just one slight problem. What's that? Well, we've spent billions and billions and billions of dollars on facial recognition technology and surveillance cameras. And it seems that they are less effective now because we can't see anybody's face. How are we gonna fix this? I know. <laughs> let's get everybody wearing a sneeze guard instead. They'll think they'll think they're being protected from air. Trust me, people are idiots. <laughs> they'll think that they're being kept safe. So let's get them all in the plastic face shield instead. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. Please make me be dead now. What, you want to miss out on all this fun? Look at all the fun we're having here in 2020. The best part part about walking around looking like a fucking fish tank is I'm safe from coronavirus germs and also the facial recognition. I can still use my trendy filters on Instagram. Yay! Priorities, people. Priorities
3: wearing
4: a mask for the past few months it is a strange sensation to have so much open space underneath my chin and around the side of my face
1: that open space underneath my chin and around the side of my face which little minute microscopic particles of air and germ can never ever ever get in (laughs) because i'm completely protected the virus only tries to go directly into your mouth I'm not sure if you're aware of that or not. It, it it only goes in straight lines. The virus isn't very good at turning. So it only goes straight in a straight line directly to your mouth, and then it bounces off the plastic like a bird hitting a window. Bong. And the virus flies off into the night, into the night sky. You'll be completely protected. It's gonna be fine.
4: When I wear a mask, you can see it covers my nose, my mouth, and my chin, yep. without any big gaps. The CDC recommends we wear face coverings like this because they capture our germs and prevent them from spreading to yeah. others. Yeah. So, which one is better?
1: <laughs> I know which one I think is better. <laughs> I'm, I definitely want the plastic sneeze guards. They're definitely better. Much so far, more fun. no
4: studies have been done to compare the two when it comes to COVID-19. But a 2014 study looked at how well face shields blocked flu droplets. Researchers used a cough simulator and.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cough simulators. JJ, I think we found you a new career, my man. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just trying to be a cough simulator, man. JJ Stoner is the only cough simulator that I want working for the government. Like, what, are we going to compare a crash test dummy to a living, breathing human being? A living, wheezing human being like JJ? Come on. JJ, we found you a job, brother. Found that face shields reduced a person's
4: exposure to large cough droplets by 96%. Wow. But smaller droplets were able to flow around the shield and be inhaled.
1: No. (laughs) Smaller droplets were able to get around this this sophisticated defense barrier. (laughs) Joey AG with a diamond. Great first date accessory, yes.
4: The World Health Organization has now acknowledged coronavirus may linger in the air and could be responsible for outbreaks of COVID-19 reported in restaurants, nightclubs, work, and places of worship.
1: Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger?
4: Still, Dr. Adalja says he believes face shields are effective because of the way that droplets move in the air. The face shield seems to have a- I like the way you move. A lot of openings down by your mouth and chin area. Does that reduce their effectiveness?
5: You want to make sure that the face shield goes down to at least your chin. There's definitely going to be an opening there, but I don't think that that you're seeing many people get infected where a droplet comes down and then goes back up. I can't believe we're having these conversations.
1: (laughs) Again, I absolutely love 2020. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm so glad to be here on this rock with you. I'm so glad that we can enjoy this together. 2020 is completely batshit fucking crazy. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, <clears throat> Little update here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As you know, uh, we have been pushing... Winning TV with a Diamond very true. The list did not include riots, so they are safe. I couldn't agree more. Wear your face shield to the riot. You'll be fine. You won't get hurt in any way, shape, or form. As you know, we've been pushing pretty hard on Pardon me. Sorry about that. As you know, we've been pushing pretty hard on uh, anti-social cart behavior, ladies and gentlemen. It's something we want to wipe out. It's something we need to stamp out. And i'm very pleased to report that in this space we are making tremendous strides we really are having an impact here on this little corner of the internet we like to call the kingdom of boogie stan we have made significant gains first of all let me show you this ladies and gentlemen if you if you thought that we weren't uh, making great strides in this area how about this for your first piece of evidence ladies and gentlemen Now, the theory that, as far as I know, was originally floated on this show, that being that people who do not return their carts will later, in some way, shape, or form, become genocidal maniacs or dictators, and it's a basic, you know, being able to return your cart is a basic indication of whether or not you're able to function in polite civil society. As far as I know, we started that. So... (laughs) Of course, I'm taking all the fucking credit. (coughs) Pardon me. So, uh, this theory was later then typed up and put out as a post on 4chan, ladies and gentlemen. We now have Jack Posobiec, otherwise known as Agent Poso, sharing the theory, cart theory. Have a look at this. Now, say what you will about Poso Ops and Agent Poso.
0: (laughs) Poso. Poso. Poso.
1: But once Agent Poso is on the case, you know that justice will be done, though the heavens fall. So Jack Posobiec has now taken up the cause. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. (laughs) Agent Poso, ladies and gentlemen. So we're making tremendous strides. We also have... Now, you remember a couple of times we've had to get into arguments with people who say... Ridiculous things, inane things such as, well, I'm creating a job for somebody. How many times have we had to push back on these people, right, who who come up with this ridiculous theory? Now, you remember for, what, months, whenever we get that argument, I've said things like, no, no, you're not creating a job for somebody. You're making somebody's job harder. You're making it more difficult. That's like sitting at a McDonald's restaurant and throwing your rubbish on the floor And then saying, look, I just created a job for a cleaner. It doesn't really work that way. The cleaner already has a job. You're just being a jerk, right? You're just making his job more difficult. It would be like walking into uh, a restroom and taking a shit on the floor instead of in the toilet and saying, look, I just created a job for the toilet cleaner. No, no, no. You're just being an asshole. The toilet cleaner already has a job. And as you know, the cart boy's job is to take the cart from the cart corral and bring it back inside the supermarket. It's not to patrol the parking lot for your cart, cleaning up after you, fixing your mistakes. That's not his role. His role is to go to the cart corral and back. That's how the system works. We keep it all efficient. Everybody's happy. So I'm pleased to report, ladies and gentlemen, that this, uh, this theory, this argument, is also getting out there now and has since been immortalised by the Cartnarks themselves in one of their educational videos for the children, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Kartnarks! So we've got Agent Poso watching. We've got the Cartnarks watching. We really are... We we really are... To steal a line from Alex Jones, we are the tip of the spear (laughs) when it comes to... Cart-knockery. Let's have a look at this. That's not where the cart goes.
5: Ah, they pay people to take the carts back.
1: Well, they pay people to collect carts from the
5: cart return. That's right, little boy. People are also paid to collect trash. But we shouldn't make their job harder by littering everywhere.
1: (laughs) Victory! Victory! The Unflappable Logic. Off Boogie Stand, ladies and
5: gentlemen. That's not where the cart goes. Ah, uh, they pay people to take the carts back. Well, they pay people to collect carts from the cart return. That's right, little boy. People are also paid to collect trash, but we shouldn't make their job harder by littering everywhere. And they pay hotel Correct. maids to clean up your room, but you shouldn't make their job harder by pooping in the sink. Shut up, Cartner. And that's why
1: it doesn't pay to be a Lazy bone.
5: I want you inside me, Cartner. Co-Hort-N-
1: the Cartnarks, ladies and gentlemen, doing tremendous work. We really are having an impact. But I'm afraid it's not all beer and Skittles. Because sometimes, try as you might, you just can't reach everybody. And man, those cases are heartbreakers. So... I appreciate Agent Poso doing Poso Ops for Cart I appreciate the the brave soldiers. They're our men on the front lines, the Cart soldiers. Now bringing the arguments about <clears throat> now you know attacking the arguments head on that these Cart criminals like to use, like oh they pay people to bring the cards back. I'm very pleased that we're we're having this impact. But every now and then, one slips through the cracks, don't they? And sometimes it's somebody who's close to you, somebody that you have great affinity for. And you just want to reach out. You just want to hug them, don't you? And you just want to say, hey, it's going to be okay. You know, we can do this together. It's about education. And sometimes those people that you love will thumb their nose at you. Well, in cases like that, I think an intervention is what's required to get somebody to the next level, to to show everybody so they can understand how their antisocial cart parking lot behaviour is having a negative impact on those around them and the people they love. Now, you can't just have anybody do this. It's very important. Ben K. Veritas, thank you for the diamond. You You can't have just anybody doing this procedure. It has to be, you know, an intervention is usually the people you love, the people who are close to you. Mr. Fun Kimmy with yeah. a diamond. Oh, Davy Crocker. Thank you for the tip, Davy Crocker. Davy Croco 3, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, follow Davy Croco on YouTube. Follow him now because it seems like <laughs> nobody's going to have much longer left on YouTube after watching the end of ROTC. Again, why somebody would have their stream cut off for playing a fucking movie trailer is completely beyond me. I guess we have to ban movie trailers now. But Davey Crocco does great streams. Thank you so much for joining us. So in these intervention moments, it can't be a stranger. The best way to bring somebody to the light, to educate somebody in an intervention setting is to have somebody they really respect be the one to give them the news that they need to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the program, I give to you, host of Daywave Radio Royce Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we've covered Royce before. We know that Royce uh, is a self-admitted cart criminal. We know that he, he he openly admitted on his show that he doesn't always take his cart back and he was met with the appropriate amount of outrage, I think. And then he said he reformed himself and he's going to start taking his cartbacks backs. Now, but then he also said, no, fuck that. I'm not taking my car back. I don't care. And a lot of people, you know, frozen Asian, uh, other people in the chat have tried to reach out to Royce to educate him, to bring him to the light, to, re- you know, to hug him, to bring him to our bosom and say, Royce, come with us. We want you with us on this journey. You're a powerful voice in this community. We need you to help us make the world a better place. Be one of the good guys, not one of the bad guys, because if, if you ain't with us, you're a us." Right. <clears throat> but I'm not sure it's taken But this took place last week And I wish I had have done a show on Friday But unfortunately Studio wouldn't let me do it I wish I had have done a show on Friday Because this took place late last week On Royce's program The man you can see on the screen With Royce Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the diamond Thank you for the diamond There did you steal the diamond, Gypsy Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy Says good evening Well, good evening The man you see on the screen with Royce is somebody that Royce has great affinity for. He loves this man, Thomas Murphy. Thomas Murphy is a YouTube sensation. He's a very special guy, very honest guy. He's the light of the room when he walks into one. Everybody loves Thomas. Royce has even done like fundraising for Thomas to help him out with rent and stuff. He really, really does love Thomas Murphy. So Royce asked Thomas Murphy who works at a supermarket what he thinks about the whole should I take my cart back argument. And sometimes a moment like this, a confronting situation like this involving somebody that you have great love for can be just the thing that you need to highlight your subpar unacceptable behaviour. Thomas is a very good boy, spent D in the chat. So let's have a look at what took place on Daywave Radio. Thank you Kitty B for sending me this. Let's have a look. a question.
0: What do you think yes. about do you ever have to, you know, bring the carts back in at work? Uh yeah, then you have to sanitize them. So question, what do you think about people that don't put their carts back in their cart return? that just leave them in the in the parking lot. Good question. It's ridiculous. Why
1: The pure, innocent, positive, honesty of Thomas Murphy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you can already see Royce is not taking this. He was not expecting that answer, I don't think. And credit to him, credit to him for taking his punishment here. But this is really
0: sensational. Why is it ridiculous? Because they just don't care. Like they, people are like lazy. Uh Uh-oh, they're just lazy.
1: (laughs) Uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. Thomas, Thomas, you magnificent bastard. You beautiful son of a bitch. (laughs) See, the best part about this is because if it's somebody else, right? See, for, for Royce, Thomas is up here. He's on a really high level on the podium. Everybody else comes second to Thomas. So if anybody else said this to Royce, he'd be he'd become combative. He would say he'd become aggressive and say, "I'd oh, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Fuck you. I do what I want. I don't care." But because Tom, because Thomas is the one saying it, it just cuts so deep, man. <laughs> and here's what's going to happen from now on. Every single time Royce has a shopping cart in his hands, in the parking lot, he's going to think of Thomas. I know this. This is the way psychology works. This was a big moment for Royce. He's gonna play it down. He's gonna pretend like it's not that big of a deal. He is going to see Thomas's innocent face every single time he has a cart from now on. And he's going to be shamed. He's going to be shamed subconsciously into returning his cart. Which is absolutely the correct thing to do. Oh, sometimes I do that. I'm so. I am <laughs> Kitty being in a chat. The universe brought Thomas to us to make Royce a better person. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is a
0: gift from God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll apologize to you, Thomas. I've done that sometimes. Right. I know. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know. I know, Royce. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he's, he's not like, he doesn't say, I know, and it's okay. He doesn't say, I know, and don't worry about it. He doesn't say, I know, and it's not that bad. I've done that sometimes, Thomas. Yes. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're just silenced. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I do know. Oh no, Thomas, I'm so <clears throat> sorry I let you down. Yes, you did. No, you know, you, delete, you let everybody down, Royce. Look at this.
1: This is the moment where Royce he knew that his behavior was abhorrent. Right there. Look at that. Hands on head. <laughs> oh Royce. Oh Royce. We didn't want it to be this way. It didn't have to be this way, Royce. I mean, I imagine it's kind of like being told by your mother that you were an accident. You know what I mean? It would be that level of psychological damage here. You know, son, I never really wanted you. <gasps> How could you say that? It would be like your wife saying, I don't love you anymore. It could be like your kids saying, I hate you and I wish I, you weren't my dad, right? It's the same kind of thing. It's on the same level. Thomas Murphy telling him, I know you don't take your cards back, Royce. And people are lazy. (laughs) (laughs) It got real for Royce in that moment. (laughs) But again, you know, this isn't about, we're not dancing here. We're not, like, this isn't a celebration. Obviously, we're having a laugh, but uh, again, I've always come back to, like, you know, even when we first pointed out Royce's abhorrent antisocial behaviour, you'll know if you watch the show that we did about it, The fi- I think it was the five stages of cart criminality with Royce Lopez. I said, do not attack Royce. Don't shame him. Okay, I, I said two weeks of shaming is acceptable. Just two. And then after that, you need to bring Royce in. You need to bring him into the fold. Extend the olive branch. Put an arm around him. Educate him. Teach him. Show him how to be a better person. And, you know, we tried and we tried and we tried and we tried. But try as we might, we never really got through that outer shell, that tough exterior that Royce Lopez has, understandably. But Thomas Murphy, ladies and gentlemen, the positive, innocent energy of Thomas Murphy may be the thing to break down that wall of resistance. And I think it it has. I think this is a monumental, momentous occasion here. A time for growth, a time for reflection, a time for love. Thank you, Thomas Murphy. You magnificent bastard. I feel bad that I let
0: you down. Okay.
1: <laughs> I feel bad that I let you down. Okay. He doesn't say it's okay. He
0: acknowledges that you feel bad, but he's not forgiving you, Royce. I really do. I'm very sorry that I let you down. From now on, I'm a, just because of you, I will return mm-hmm. the carts to the cart thing. Yes! Woo!
1: That's all we wanted, Royce. (laughs) That's all we wanted. The system works, ladies and gentlemen. We have to see that one more time.
0: hope is next year you will going. Have you been able to... Can you still go to... Are your restaurants opened up there yet? Can you go to restaurants? Have you been to go to Dickie's Bar? Oh, you just played the campaign to the cart. I promise. Sometimes. Right. You got some time. Right. I know. Oh, you know? Yeah, yes, I do know. Oh, no. Thomas, I'm so sorry I let you down. I feel bad that I let you down. Okay. I really do. I'm very sorry that I let you down. From now on, I'm just because of you, I will return the carts to the cart. I promise. Thank you. Thank you, Royce. Oh man, do you, you get mad at people? Thank you, Royce. Reform
1: at last.
3: Sweet, sweet
1: victory. Major Tom in the chat. Thank you, follow Major Tom the Big Empty on DLive. Ladies and gentlemen, with that with that momentous victory, <laughs> we are one step closer to making the world a better place. I'm going to take a quick five-minute break here on the Daily Boogie. We'll be back after these short messages. Follow our friends. This is Monday night. We'll see you in five.
0: I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus <laughs> Christ! What are you fucking Asian Dick Tracy? You. With you? Why do you have to ruin my evening. Like I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this Without <laughs> the
3: so you're not enjoying it. No. <laughs>
0: Dude, Asian. I secretly enjoy it. You look like you're going undercover in in Argentina. But it's not working. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. I hate you.
3: Oh come on, you (laughs) secretly love it.
0: No, no, I openly hate it.
1: As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P L T C S. Aloha.
3: This Justin.
2: The global officials that can help all, also known as got you, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms, police have reported.
0: Alright, I There's one thing you can do. You gotta get back and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie Come on, everybody boogie, pupper tonight.
1: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie it. Come on, everybody boogie buffer tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie Come on, everybody boogie puppa tonight. Coming back second half of the show ladies and gentlemen boys and girls thank you for sticking around on this monday night edition of the daily boogie podcast it's an absolute pleasure to see you there. um if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show then please by all means head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper or dlive.tv slash Boogie Bumper, get some of those sweet little lemons and leave those soury little suckers in my succulent fruit bowl. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. So much more to get through. Like I said, man, we're catching up on last week. And I just want to give a quick little shout-out to Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen. Joy of Pessy lately has been getting into the retro games. And there's so many of these, like, old retro games that I haven't thought about in fucking years, man. But I've been watching his stream, like, these old games and I'm like oh man I've I've got to play some of these so I'm hooking up with Joy of Pessy tomorrow and he's going to show me like how to get the old retro games going so there might be a time there may be a time in the future where we might do like not not on a day where I do like the normal show but maybe the off day here and there we might play some retro video games just for fun why not because why the hell not gotta have some fun in this world <clears throat> so looking forward to that. Shout out Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen. Friday night, uh, upcoming this Friday night special. I think it's like the last Friday night he's going to be able to do for a while. I don't want to reveal too much of what the topic will be, but I'm sure it's going to be a good one. So Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. Like I said, we're catching up from last week. I've Not doing a show last Friday really threw me off kilter. It's really thrown us out of the loop. So there's so much to catch up on here. And like, I apologize. This has been played by other people. I know other people have already covered this, but I just, I have to do this. I have to bring you this. This, because when I saw this, it's like, this went straight into the show rundown. And I'm like, well, this has to take place. So, How about, how about we just play it first and then we'll get into it, okay? So this was the end of the Democrat uh, National Convention, ladies and gentlemen, the DNC, which the majority of people agree, Democrats, Republicans, independents alike, they agree the whole procedure, the whole event was one of the most cringe, unwatchable, and just flat-out bizarre things that they've ever seen on the internet. And, you know, we come from an age, we come from an age group. I'm in my mid-30s. We come from an age group. We were around for the birth of the internet. We remember monkey pissing in its own mouth. We remember Blue Waffle. We remember these things. And this was far beyond any of those. So, And this is the way, <coughs> pardon me, the Democrat Party decided to sign off from the convention <laughs> where they hope to get people to vote for them. In a free and open election. Let's have a look. Good night. Good night. <laughs> the thing I love most about this. The thing I love most about this is um not the fact that it's the same song that's been covered like half a dozen times in the last 30 years, the same terrible. I've always hated this song. I've always, I've always thought it was crap. The shitty guitar lick. It's just so fucking basic, bitch, and dumb. But (laughs) so everybody's done a cover version. I remember there was a cover version of this in the 90s. One of the rappers did one, right? It's always been terrible every time they do it. But (laughs) the thing I love most about this adaptation, look at the passion on the guy (laughs) who's singing it. He's so into this. (laughs) <laughs> the passion ladies and gentlemen this is so important <laughs> lucifer sam with the chat i didn't even see this don't worry you're about to billy porter <laughs> he's so into man he's feeling the vibe the energy the energy of the universe is flowing through his veins as this hideous cover takes place <laughs> he's looking like a gay pirate <laughs> The big twirl Look, oh, he's got wings <laughs> This is so bad <laughs> So into it though
3: There's something happening here
1: Look at the, pa- the passion, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to feel it. You've got to sell the message.
3: Me, I got to Re-
1: remember, people who get paid <clears throat> six figures, somebody who gets paid six figures to come up with like optics and PR for the Democrat Party thought this was a good idea. Good call, huh? Right here, Certainly right earn their money on that one. Right here,
3: next me, next <laughs> <laughs> stop stop. Children, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down.
1: <laughs> What's with the robot man choreography? <laughs> <It's> so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Ring the bell and get, get your, your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Lizard Bites. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> I, I generally try to like describe things for the podcast audience. Because we have a pretty fair number of people who just listen to the podcast. And hello, podcast listeners. This is going to be one of those ones. Head over. If you're not subscribed to my BitChute channel yet, please subscribe to the BitChute channel. This is this is going to be one of those ones that you have to see to believe. <laughs> you're going to have to watch the video. <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't, I'm lost for words. It doesn't happen very often where I'm lost for words. I'm usually a bit of a chatterbox. But I'm watching this, <laughs> this ridiculous display and he's doing all these crappy dance moves that aren't really dancing at all. It's just posing to music. There's no dancing. There are no dance moves. He's just doing hero poses in freeze frame. Like Johnny Bravo. Hey, ah, ah, ah. Gary Vance in the chat, I thought it was a joke. No, it's real. They really thought that this was a good idea. Look at (laughs) this. Oh, my God.
3: Everybody's Okay. Okay. It's,
1: just, it's so awful. So, but that's not even the best part. The best part is, ladies and gentlemen, when you're in the corporate press and you're in the tank for a particular candidate, we understand this to be true. Regardless of which side you're on, when you're in, when you're in the tank for a particular candidate, it is your job in the corporate press on cable news to, to take their most awful things and try to make it respectable. You've got to try and run cover for them, right? So the best part about this is not the thing itself. The best part about this that I saw was MSNBC interviewing the guy talking about how fucking good it was. And we are going to now watch that interview. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Because I need to see how MSNBC is going to spin this into some kind of momentous voice of an era kind of event when it really was just a cringe cover with an embarrassing choreography And a ridiculous, ridiculous outfit in front of a green screen. And that's all it was. It will go down in internet history as one of the most cringeworthy, uncomfortable and embarrassing things that has ever been seen on the internet. And again, I've seen monkey pissing in his own mouth. So let's have a look here. Oh, man.
5: Joining us following his performance at the Democratic Convention. What tonight a performance, is Billy by the Porter, And we're happy about
1: it. He's a- so proud of himself, isn't he?
0: <laughs> He's so happy to be on television.
1: Look at this. <laughs> Billy Porter, ladies and gentlemen, the Tony, Grammy, Emmy award-winning actor, director, and artist also happens to be. See, if, if this guy is like a Tony, Grammy, Emmy award-winning actor, that just merely that doesn't like give the guy for me like some amount of cachet or some kind of authority. For me, it just proves that all of those awards are now pointless. Because <laughs> I mean, we just saw the fucking video. That's the best. That's the best that a multiple award-winning performer can give you. Stop. <laughs> what's that sound? And doing all the little fucking poses and shit in front of a green screen—that's the best you can do. Well, clearly those awards are pointless then. An outspoken
5: advocate and activist for racial, racial and LGBTQ oh, equality, uh, Billy. I suppose if you have to record a-
1: another another little nugget here, another little uh, Easter egg. This multi award winning performer. This professional. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. Think he just sold his soul for this moment. Wow, he he really got ripped off, huh? (laughs) Another little Easter egg here. What I love about this, this multi-award winning professional who's, you know, like the voice of a nation, blah, 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 blah. He's a professional performer. He's a star, right? Thank you for the diamond, uh, uh, Rusty. Rice man. (laughs) Rusty is the ice man. Rice man. From now on, you're the rice man. Thank you for the diamond, rice man. Um, So he's won all of these awards, but he can't even rig up a simple microphone on his laptop. So the interview that he's doing, you can actually hear in the broadcast, right? You can hear the repeat of the fucking voice of the TV host coming out of his laptop speaker and then going back into the microphone. (laughs) So he's won awards, right? He's won Grammys, he's won Emmys, he's a professional, he's a star. He can't even plug in a simple set of, like, iPhone headphones into his laptop. That's too difficult. That's too much effort. And now the lack of effort in the DNC song becomes painfully clear. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Have a listen again. ...equality. Uh, Billy. <laughs> Can you hear it in the
1: background? So the, the noise gate at MSNBC is picking up most of it, but it's so loud coming back through the microphone that a lot of it is still getting through. Rachel, racial and LGBTQ equality. Uh, Billy, I suppose. <laughs> this, this, is, this is international news. This is apparently an international superstar talking about, you know, a revolution on an international cable news broadcast. Like, these people, these people have millions of dollars to play with here. How many diamonds have I got tonight? Like, 10 diamonds? I've made 10 bucks tonight. <laughs> I could do a better job with $10 than these people could do with 10 fucking million dollars. Why are they there? Like, see, this is another reason why I love 2020. Because I've been looking for the positives in 2020 lately, right? I've been looking for a silver lining. People say I'm too black-pilled and stuff. I get it. That's fine. But, uh, you know, for example, right? You remember the Titanic movie? Yes, the Titanic sank and everybody died. But didn't we have a nice moment listening to Nearer My God to Thee being played by the band as the ship was sinking and people were screaming and drowning around them? Like, that was a nice moment while the Titanic was sinking. So let's look at the world that way. Let's look at society that way. Let's enjoy the nice moments. Let's smell the flowers on the way into the grave, right? (laughs) So on the way down, another good thing that I've noticed about 2020 is the lack of the pure lack of talent that these people have is plainly obvious that the late night talk show hosts, ladies and gentlemen, without an audience in front of them being prompted to laugh at their shitty jokes, really cannot hold anybody's attention for more than two minutes, right? The MSNBCs of the world, because they're now rel- all of these you know, superstars of their craft, they're so good at what they do. They can't even do a simple interview without getting feedback, but they have millions and millions and millions of dollars to spend. And those of us who are out here like the peasants on the the internet doing live streams and stuff, we can nail this shit. Why can't you? We're not getting millions of dollars to do this. (laughs) That's another positive out of 2020, ladies and gentlemen exposing the incompetence of the people who pretend like they know what they're doing but they really don't all right let's get back to our man here with this very important interview
5: if you have to record a cast album from a Broadway cast they put you in a sterile studio without an audience and you have to conjure all that energy and I, I I'm guessing this was no different let's
1: talk about your choice of the song I am Yeah, that's what we saw in that clip. Somebody conjuring energy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, like he's got so much talent if you think about it. Let's let's have a quick refresher here. Look at all of this talent here. Stupid Twitter videos, I tell you. Refresh, sucker. Come on now. Look at all this talent here. I I mean, Billy, Billy, you had to do this performance not in in front of a live audience, just in a sterile studio environment. How the hell did you summon all of that brilliant energy? How did you do it, Billy? My God, you're a fucking genius. (laughs) Billy, can I give you a blowjob, please? How the hell did you do it? You're just fucking magnificent. He's so goddamn talented, isn't he? (laughs) How did he how did he come up with this? Something here. <laughs> how did he do it How did the guitarist mime the guitar parts so transparently? I mean, it really is just next level.
3: you do it billy how did you do, it, I start, children, did you do, do this
1: start, what's down. i don't know how he did it the man's a fucking genius he's a musical genius let's carry on
5: i'm old enough to remember when it
1: came out the song is called for what it's worth but a lot
5: of people associate it with the first not lyric. much there's something happening here what it is ain't exactly clear
1: please the floor is yours please tell <laughs> yes, us i uh tell us the story of how you came up with this Tell us the story of how you pulled off this terrible cover. <laughs> Tell us about your journey, Billy. <laughs> how did you do it? How did you cover a song for the DNC that's been covered 500 times in the last 30 years? How did you how did you come up with where did you summon this talent? Billy
5: for what it's worth, but a lot of people associate it with the first lyric. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear, please. The floor is yours.
3: Yes, please, I, Billy, uh, please tell I us. I've always been a political person as first generation post civil rights movement. And then when I was 15 years old, I came out-
1: first generation post civil rights movement. I guess that's like a first gem- generation immigrant kind of
3: out. As gay, we went straight to the front lines to fight for our lives during the Mm -hmm. AIDS crisis. Activism is in my DNA.
1: Yep, that's great. Um, Super. We have been
3: terrorized for the last three, three plus years.
1: Terrorized. We have been terrorized for three years.
3: And I knew that I wanted to get involved in the conversation and so I recorded for what it's worth all the way back in September knowing that I wanted to have something in the market. Uh,
1: In the market. (laughs) I knew that I wanted to have a protest song that somebody else wrote that I just perform. I knew I wanted to have that in the marketplace for the upcoming election. When the election came along. There it is. I'm sweating. Sweating a lot. Talk about the clear and present danger to your country. Like, like, look how terrible these people are. He's sweating profusely. And it took at least, what, three seconds for the producer of this program to go get him off the screen. <laughs> he's wiping his face with a sweat rag get him off the screen <laughs> again millions of dollars go into these productions millions talk about the clear get him off and the present
5: danger to your country as you see it
3: yeah i you know i've never seen anything like it you know michelle obama said it best yep. in her speech tonight and it was so yep. refreshing
1: to hear somebody talk about it in plain it was it was so refreshing to see somebody say the same thing that everyone else has been saying for the last four years it was so refreshing it's so refreshing to get told the exact same lines and the exact same talking points over and 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 over isn't it? it's so refreshing don't you think? so refreshing Like, I don't know about you. I, I don't claim to be like some kind of fucking super genius, but I know I'm not a dumb person, right? I don't claim to be the smartest guy in the room, but I know I'm not a dumb person. I can't do the same talking points over and over and over and over and then have the audacity to come out here and tell you that it's refreshing. I can't do that. You know why? Because it fucking bores me to death. This is the thing with people like Billy and all of this crappy, ridiculous, you know, reimagining of these old protest lines. These protest lines, the same lines in one form or another, have been around my entire life. Ben K. Veritas with the diamond. All of Bernie's donation money went into this. Yes, congratulations, Bernie bros. Congratulations. You're making the world a better place. All of these ridiculous protest lines have been around in one form or another my entire life. They were there when I was in school. They were there when I got my first job. They were there when I got my fifth job. They're there now. They've been around forever, just in one form or another, because they come out of, like, the 60s cultural revolution. Those those are the teachers. Those are the producers. Those are the record producers. Those are the TV executives, the children of the 60s, right? They haven't changed. They're stuck in time. They're locked in time. That's why they still talk about shit like the patriarchy, ladies and gentlemen, because they are locked in the 1960s on a bad acid trip. They have not progressed. They call themselves progressives, but they're actually just trying to conserve the ideology of the 1960s and trying to make sure that it lives on forever. And that's really like my main one of my main points of contention with all of this shit that these people spend millions of dollars on and then, you know, publicly masturbate each other over, talking about how it's so refreshing and they're doing such a wonderful thing and they're saving the earth and yada, yada, yada. It, you, you people are fucking boring. We've been listening to the same shit for decades. Decades. You haven't improved anything. You haven't changed. You haven't grown. You haven't progressed. Things around you have changed, but you have not. You're still saying the same shit that you were saying when I was five years old. And that's really going to be the downfall of all of this. The boredom factor. You offer nothing new, nothing exciting. There is nothing refreshing about hearing the same message for the millionth time. Idiots can tell themselves that it's refreshing because idiots don't get bored by hearing the same thing over and over and over again. Idiots feel comfortable hearing the same thing over and over and over again. If you have just a, like, a, a slight amount of intelligence, you get bored by hearing the same thing over and over and over again. But idiots need to feel comfortable. So they need to, f- they they feel comfortable in their safety blanket of predictable speech. They don't want to be surprised. They don't want to be shocked. They don't want to be put on the back foot. They don't want to have to think. They want ready-made cling wrapped saran wrapped tv dinner style opinions delivered to them and they can just pop it in the microwave and done that's what i'm eating tonight
3: in truth you know we have been double speaking for three years um everybody's been afraid to say exactly what the truth is
1: <laughs> it's such rubbish <laughs> imagine having the audacity Imagine having the audacity to sit here as this guy, this multi-multi millionaire with awards and all of the, um, you know, accolades that come along with it, and all of the rewards that come along with being who he is, and have the audacity to say, have the audacity to sit there and say that people are afraid to criticize Donald Trump. Like you're not even on the same fucking planet. You know, people have been afraid to say what's really happening. People have been afraid to be critical of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I could say one li- I could say one sentence on this show and be kicked off the internet forever. You can go on cable international news after this ridiculous fucking green sp- green screen cover an embarrassing cover of this song which was never that good to begin with and you can spew constantly about who you hate in politics nobody's going to tear you down nobody's going to come for you there's no reason to be afraid in fact they'll give you a fucking award for it. How about that? Oh everybody's been too afraid to say what they really think it's constantly co-opting Victimhood when there's no right to do so. And again, I've been hearing this shit my whole life. It is fucking boring. With that, ladies and gentlemen, let's get onto this. Now, I don't know if I can show the footage or not, because it was kicking off in Wisconsin last night, ladies and gentlemen, another riot. I get like, oh, I'm afraid. I, I, for three years, we've been afraid of what we can and can't say. Really? Here I am sitting here. Here I am sitting here thinking if I play this clip that 4.5 million people have watched, that news that, you know, MSNBC can play the footage of, I might get kicked off the internet. Like, you know what I mean? Totally different world. But anyway, let's play up to a point. So everybody's played this, right? And if you're listening to this podcast, uh, this guy, there's a couple of things here, right? First of all, let's do this shot seven times. I'm not going to tell coppers. Uh, I, I, see, the, the problem is with this kind of conversation, it doesn't matter which angle you take. Some idiot is going to have a fucking problem with it, even though you're trying to be fair, right? I find it amazing show it, take the hit, become the martyr. <laughs> seven times, like, again, I'm going to say it seems a little excessive to shoot the guy seven times. Like, wouldn't one be enough? But then they're going to say, you weren't there, you don't know. Seven times, being shot seven times at point blank range like that seems less that like trying to stop someone and seems more like, the cop freaked out, right? He either freaked out or he wanted to kill the guy. Those are the only two options I can come up with. At the same time, what have we spoken about on this show? Remember at the start of the coronavirus, right? And we were watching footage of police arresting people for doing nothing wrong, chasing people off the beach, heavy-handed policing, right? And what I said to you was, this is going to do irreparable damage to the image of the police. Remember that? Like, this is going to do damage to the institution of policing for a long, 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 long time. (coughs) Pardon me. A lot of that, I think, feeds into instances like this. Because the guy has a gun pointed at him. He's being told to stop, right? And he's just ignoring him. He's just ignoring the cop. No, fuck you. Just walking away. That to me speaks to a subtext in the conversation where, like I said before, like we predicted on this show, there is the damage, the, the respect that people have for the police is getting even lower and getting even worse right and it's getting to the point where people are just going to openly give the police the finger and when the police tell them to do something they're going to say no fuck you we said that would happen on this show and sure it was always happening to a certain degree but because of the last six months because of the over policing because of the ridiculous rules being enforced and stuff people are going to have even less respect for the police than they used to have right so I see a lot of that in this, where for whatever reason, this guy at this moment felt empowered. I don't have to do what the police tell me to do. I'm just going to do what I want. Fuck them. Right? Where they, where that may not have happened before. Now in saying that, again, I'm not going to be dragged into defending the police when they shoot somebody seven times in the back. It doesn't. It, for me, it doesn't matter. If he was reaching for something, shooting somebody seven times in the back is like claiming that you stabbed somebody 40 times in the stomach for self defense, right? I can, I, I, you know, I would accept if it was like, and again, people are gonna be like, well, you don't know, you weren't there, it's not your job, whatever, that's fine. But it doesn't matter anymore. That's the thing. Shooting someone seven times in the back, it doesn't matter anymore if there's a good reason for it. It doesn't matter anymore if there's going to be like a rationalisation. Well, we had to shoot him seven times in the back. Just the fact that this happened and it was caught on camera is going to be enough to cause this. Which is, this is the reality we're in now. Just the fact that that happened and it was caught on camera All of the justifications become irrelevant now because this is now what happens as a result. This is going to happen every time. Static Void in the chat, the first two are for self-defense, the rest are for fun. That's, look, I know you're, you're doing it like in a funny way. I tend to agree. Two shots, bang, bang. You know, that should be enough to stop somebody, especially at at point blank range, right? That should be enough. But uh, Shloma Khorst in the chat, police are trained to kill. They're not trained to put seven bullets in somebody. They're not trained to shoot them seven times in the back. A couple of pops in the back, Okay. I think people would say, well, he was reaching for something and I stopped him. The guy the guy didn't have a chance to keep reaching. He he got shot. He's not even dead, right, by the way. I, I don't think he's dead. I mean, if he survives getting shot seven times in the bank uh, in the back at point blank range, the guy should be fucking hired for the military. He should become one of the Avengers if he can put up with that. <laughs> He'd get glocked seven times in the back. Exactly, Doctor Brony in the chat. This is all leading to a more aggressive police state. But here's the thing, right? He, let's just say, right, that it was justified. That doesn't matter anymore. We're we're in the post-truth world now. We're in the post-truth era. So, just the fact that the guy got shot seven times in the back and it was caught on camera, and people like Major Tom saying they legit are, yes, they are. You're wrong. Okay, in the US, they're trained to shoot people seven times in the back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in that case then I guess no problem then okay so he did nothing wrong right let's let's go with that he did nothing wrong he did what he was trained to do he shot the guy 7 times in the back from point blank range job well done congratulations have a promotion so but here's my main point right it doesn't matter anymore it doesn't matter because the fact that it was caught on camera, the fact that it was seven shots, right, now leads to this. This becomes... Everything now is going to be a precedent for the next thing, if you follow me. Because respect for the police, whereas before, say, 10 years ago, that might have been fine. But because we are now... Yeah, I get it. They shoot to kill. So now because the respect for the police has never been lower it's not going to matter anymore if the guy was in the right do you see my point because he just thought I'll just walk away He was I, the guy had a gun pointed at him and he was just walking away doing what he wants right he was just walking away doing what he wants no respect for the police when they had a fucking gun pointed at him that's, that's a microcosm, that's telling you something. That's telling you that people no longer have any respect for the police. And it was always gonna go this way when police were enforcing things like, don't walk on the beach. When they were tackling people to the ground because, you know, when they were arresting people who just wanna open their business, right? respect for the police gets lower and lower and lower and lower and lower so now every time an incident like that happens you can say that the guy is in the right you can say that he was doing what he was trained to do you can say and i understand that that's fine but it's not going to make any difference like the people who were out last night burning shit down and looting stores like they don't care you can't go up to them and say well you know they were doing what they were trained to do that's their whole point so every time something like that happens now this is going to happen Shlomo, of in the chat. This shit started way before that. Of course, I understand that. I know. It started decades and decades and decades ago, but what I'm saying is, since the start of the coronavirus lockdown and the heavy handed policing and the lack of respect has really accelerated, like it's really become magnified, right? Whereas before everything was like a slow, casual, downward trend, all of a sudden we're off the cliff now. And somebody gets shot by a Here's the thing. It started decades ago. Everyone understands that. But, you know, 10 years ago, a guy gets shot by the police. It doesn't mean dozens of cities burn down. But that's what it means now. Major Tom in the chat. It's a crime of need. They eat diamonds. These people are just hungry. (laughs) Robbing the jewellery store because somebody got shot by police. Now, and then what's the after effect of the people who are watching the riots then, right? The riots then have the effect with people who are watching it and don't agree with it. They're like, oh, fuck these people. Shoot more of them, right? Fuck them. It's all leading us into the same shoebox. It's all leading us into the same point. More animosity, more angst. More unreasonableness, more irrationalness. We truly are in Irrational Times.
3: What's over here? What's over here? What's
1: this? Hey, get the cash Within what, an hour? Within an hour, you've got megaphones on the back of backpacks. Backpacks with probably like Molotov cocktails, ski masks, crowbars. Ready to go. Ready to go at the drop of the hat. Have your riot pack ready, little Jimmy. You never know when the next shooting might take place. We need to be ready for this shit. This is part of the new normal now. Every time an incident like this takes place, I think I still think that um, shooting a guy in the back at point black range seven times is excessive. And it just it just looks bad. (laughs) But you can say, well, he was doing what he was trained to do, fine, but the point still stands, it doesn't matter anymore post-truth world it is irrelevant you can get angry about <clears throat> why are they writing it's not fair he was doing what he was trained to do they were justified etc 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 i get that but it just doesn't matter anymore that's the point point. and every time one of these incidences takes place this is going to happen as a result and i was talking to a friend online about this afterwards we were talking about the riots and stuff um co-host of the common discourse the voice of reason adam j polish guy he said to me and i I agree with him he said you watch if biden wins the election all of this shit just disappears the next day of course it does like i can write you the joe biden wins copy right now and it'll still be relevant how about this Let's do this. Just say Joe Biden wins on election night. I don't think he he will win, but just say he does. All of this shit dries up the next day. And the copy will be something to the effect of, with the election of Joe Biden, Americans have decided they want to heal the country and become unified after four years of poisonous hatred. And people will go around and sweep up the glass off the streets. And the people doing the looting and the burning and the rioting will go home. Or at least there won't be cameras out there capturing the footage. And it'll be Americans have voted for healing. Americans have voted for unity with the election of Joe Biden. It's time to put the last four years of darkness and hatred and violence behind us. And that will be the way history writes it. That'll be the way it goes down in the history books because like i said it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> doesn't matter if it's supposed to happen doesn't matter if they were trained to do it it doesn't matter what the facts say anymore action reaction Lucifer Sam in the chat. Unless Corona disappears, I have a hard time believing Trump wins. I've got news for you, brother. That doesn't matter either. That doesn't matter either. It doesn't matter if coronavirus disappears, government will remain. Take Australia, for example. I know you've said America isn't Australia. Of course, America isn't Australia. But we've been sold the line that it's all about flattening the curve, right? We've got to flatten the curve, flatten the curve, flatten the curve. People have been exceptionally patient. So, for example, I think yesterday in my state, there might have been three people who got coronavirus. Three. In a state of over 7 million people, mind you. Three. We are still in partial lockdown. Because the story has been very subtly changed from, we need to flatten the curve, we need to flatten the curve, we need to flatten the curve, and instead has become, oh no, we had three cases, we better shut down a whole city again. Right? So it's no longer about flattening the curve. So you can say, um, unless coronavirus disappears, for all intents and purposes, if three people in a state of 7 million people catch it, it has effectively disappeared. That number is so small, it is statistically irrelevant. But government remains. Government, the saviour, we're protecting you. Hey, we need the drones. Let's get the drones up in the sky. Let's get the contact tracing apps on your phones. Let's have the, the enforceable lockdown laws. Let's fine people if they're walking around on the street. That's That problem is still there. So you can say, oh, unless corona disappears, I've got news for you. When corona gets down to less than five people in the United States dying, you're still going to have government doing what they're doing now. Trust me, because we are living it. Today. You're missing the point. Sam's saying, you've had 517 deaths, we've had 170,000. Yes, the point is, it doesn't make any difference. It's not going to make any difference, Sam. If one person dies in the States, that will be enough for a government to justify continuing this lockdown, continuing to put economic pressure on people, continuing to force people to lose their jobs, continuing to argue for more government handouts, continuing to argue for mandatory laws, continuing to argue for uh, contact tracing, continuing to argue for fucking facial recognition, body temperature scanners at airports and shit. It's not going to make any difference. So there's a myth now that, oh, if coronavirus disappears, yeah, coronavirus may well disappear to the point where it might be like a handful of people who get sick. That's effectively the same thing as coronavirus disappearing. But the problem is the government now will not disappear. They're going to stay. And people who pretend like the governments don't want to do this are kidding themselves. They're loving this. They love going up there and making the speeches. They love being the saviors. They love making announcements. Their existence is justified now. Their existence is justified. They have a reason to exist to protect you from things. And whether it's 500, 500, 500,000 or five, it's not going to make any difference because they've got their hooks in now. Just like this shit here with the riots. Whether the police were justified in shooting the guy or not is not going to make any difference. They're going to riot. Whether 500,000 people die or not doesn't make any difference. (laughs) They're going to lock down. They're going to ramp up government overreach. It does not make any difference anymore. So on that happy note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that brings us to the end of tonight's edition of The Daily Boogie. Uh, I had more I wanted to get to, but we'll save it for Wednesday night. I'll be back at 6 p.m. on Wednesday with another episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to follow our friends at Real PLTCS. Uh, Mr. America, to be the Truth, UK Neil, Why Censored, winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, on a Saturday night, and Tuesday and Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m., winning TV. Major Tom in the chat, ladies and gentlemen, Lucifer Sam, Joy of Pessy, Spent E, Frozen Asian, The Great JJ Stoner, The Cart Criminal himself, Royce Lopez. Uh, Nightwave Radio later on tonight, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, of course, ROTC, as long as they are banned off YouTube for playing a, a trailer. And we had Davy Crocco in a chat earlier as well. Follow everybody, Iceman4433. Support the shows that support us. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash Bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you'd like to complain, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at Bumper. Until Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen, at 6 p.m., stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.